I'm Anne. And I'm Lita. And this is Vodka Lemonade Stand. Cheers. Cheers. All right. Okay. Welcome back to the podcast. <laughs> well, you took a little break. Sorry about that. Uh, today, so we needed to watch the Shadowhunters finale. Of course. But we didn't want to have a whole episode about Shadowhunters because we've done that before. Yeah. So I suggested to Anne that we be kind of lazy and we just have what I call a variety show. We just talk about everything that's going on. There is a lot going on right now. And it's not like we don't go on a ton of tangents anyway. (laughs) Anne makes a fair point. (laughs) (laughs) So I want to start. Well, we're going to go into Shawn Mendes and Charlie Puth both. Wow, both released albums recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're going to get into that. But before we get into that, I want to talk about the Met Gala. Yep. Because there were two notable celebrity couples that oh. made their debut during mm-hmm. the Met Gala. <laughs> I mean, at least two that I can think of. Can you think of more? I mean, I'm thinking of two. I hope I guess the right two. Are you thinking about Grimes and Elon Musk and Shawn Mendes and uh, Haley Baldwin? <laughs> yes, that's exactly what I was thinking of. <laughs> Because, okay, and can we talk about how Haley Baldwin and Shawn Mendes keep saying they're just friends? Uh, but they're dating at the Met Gala. I just, if you go to the Met Gala with someone. And she had, like, a really great looking dress that had, like, and a kept, slit like, all the way up. And he kept, like, fixing her dress. Mm-hmm. I d- That's very familiar. It's very familiar. And if you don't want people to be in your business, you just, like, wouldn't have gone to the Met Gala together. So I don't really understand mm-hmm. what they're trying to do. I think that's... My conspiracy theory is that's direction from his label or something. They're like, so he can we want you talk? to be, like, everybody's boyfriend. Mm. So you can't really publicly have a girlfriend unless it's, like, serious. Hmm. So because this is still, like, new, maybe not serious, I don't know. Basically what I'm saying is Sean Mendes should be my boyfriend. Therefore, he shouldn't be dating this other girl. Also, she dated Justin Bieber. Oh, no. So I just don't think he that highly of her is that he mean? shouldn't model himself himself after justin bieber they're both canadian they both have very youthful faces yes. but they've diverged and i think he really needs to strongly separate himself from justin well he to has succeed. this beautiful like blemish free image yeah if like 2008 justin bieber was actually 19, 20 years old, but had that same, like, fresh innocence mm-hmm. about him, it would be Sean Mendes. Yeah. Yeah. I see that. I see that. They... I read an... I've, I've read a lot of articles, actually, this week about Sean's album and Charlie's album. And something really interesting that um, someone said about Charlie's album, and I think this can apply to Justin Bieber as well, was that Charlie Puth got famous before he was ready to be famous. Hmm. Yeah, maybe. Because the song See You Again, like, probably wouldn't have been as big as it was. <laughs> it wouldn't have been as big as it was if Paul Walker had died. That's true. And that song was everywhere. I genuinely got sick of it. it maybe that's why everywhere. part of why I don't like Charlie Puth that much. Along with the eyebrow? Yeah, and the eyebrow. I don't like his eyebrow. <laughs> Uh, But I thought that was a really interesting point because I think the biggest thing that goes wrong with baby celebrities is it's too much too fast and Mm -hmm. they freak out. Yeah. And I mean, I don't think Charlie Puth ever like freaked out, freaked out, but... He did make out with Megan Trainor. He did make out. I finally got (laughs) Anne to watch that video this weekend. 
It was worth it, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I oh, didn't yeah, hype yeah, it yeah. too much. It was like a 15 a second makeup. That was a makeout too. It wasn't just like a, oh, like this is a beautiful performance kiss. It's like, no, they're like eating each other's face. I mean, let's Marvin Gaye and get it on, right? Like, <laughs> for real. <laughs> for real. Um, but I thought that was kind of an interesting point. And I feel like Shawn Mendes has grown a lot more naturally. Mm, yeah. Because... Charlie Puth, everyone, like, everyone heard that song. Everyone and their mother heard that song. Yeah. And it, like, held more They probably weight. played it in NASCAR rallies. That's how, I, you know, everybody's probably. heard it. And Furious 7. I mean, the Fast and Furious franchise is huge anyway, but, mm-hmm. like, that movie was especially weighted because yeah. of Paul Walker. Which I still need to watch. I haven't seen oh any of these God, films. Wait, that's going to be another episode. Oh, oh Joy, I'm so happy for it. I love the fast and the furious i love it so much okay we'll get to, we'll get to that um but that's really all i had to say about the mecca i don't really feel i don't think elon musk is like worth talking about he's a super villain definitely for sure we compared him to thanos yeah and i think that's exactly right yeah it's a little scary i'm like you know try not to worry too much about it no i read did i send you the article that his first wife wrote or did. No. Oh, God. It was in, like, Vanity Fair or Variety or something like that. Um, and she was talking about how emotionally abusive he was and how neglectful he was and how, I don't know, it seemed like not a good time. It seemed like really not a good time. Yeah. Which isn't surprising. But now I feel like I know way more about Elon Musk than I really needed to. Get it together, Grimes. You know you can do better. I just, What? After appearing on Janelle Monae's album, you can do better. I don't understand how he gets the women he does. It's I know, like, the rich power thing. he's trying to get to Mars, and everybody's trying to get to Mars. I don't want to go to Mars. I don't want to go to Mars. No. Have you seen The Expanse? I mean, only the first episode. It was too <laughs> I haven't seen any episodes of Mars, actually, but I'm starting to watch The Expanse, and there's no way in heck I want to go to Mars. No, that sounds terrible. Okay, anyway... Who cares about Elon Musk? We're moving on. Uh, should we check about Sean's album first or Charlie's album first? Because, because we are going to see both of them in June of 2019. June of 2019. And when did we buy our tickets for this June 2019 performance? I bought them like three weeks ago. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Is that right? So in May 2018, we bought tickets for the June 2019 performance of Sean Mendez here in Portland, Oregon. Yep. Um, you asked me what my top budget was, and I threw out a very high number, which felt high for me. Um, but I was like, oh, I'm going. There's no way I'm not. So we got good seats. Yeah, we have good seats. And uh, I had a revelation that in mid-June of 2019, I will be freshly 27 years old. And so I was like, Lita. How old will Sean Mendez be in mid June of 2019? 20? 21? 20. 20. He'll be 20. 20. So I'll be a full seven years older than uh, the headliner. Well, yes, that is true. And it was funny because I saw Sean last year mm-hmm. in 2016, 2017. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Time. When did I see what even Shawn is Mendes? It? it was 2017. It was... Because we were hanging out and it was like oh. the spring. Okay. Yeah, you're right. It was 2017. So 
my cousin joked, I went with my cousin Shada, she joked that I was going to be the oldest person who wasn't a parent there. And at that time, I think I was 24. Mm-hmm. So when Anne and I are 26 and 27, <laughs> we will definitely be the oldest people there who are not parents. Help us. No, it's going to be great. His, his concert was so good. Mm-hmm. It was so good. Um, but anyway... Why it makes sense to talk about both Charlie and Sean is I love Charlie, but also he opened for Sean Mendez in the first tour I saw. He's mm-hmm. going to be opening for Sean Mendez again. They're buddies. Uh, they're buds. It makes sense. Their music goes together really, really well. Um, they both have crazy falsetto. <laughs> yeah, exactly like that. Uh, so Charlie or Sean? Who do we start with? Let's start with Charlie. Okay. I have less to say about this. <laughs> But then I think we want to we want to end on the big one. It's okay. Yeah, it's like it's, it's we're opening and then there's a headline. There we go. And I I've loved Charlie Puth for a long time. I loved his first album, even though Rolling Stone and everyone else thought it was garbage. And he actually himself calls the album garbage. Oh my. Uh, which I don't know. That's kind of yikes. Like, hmm. I, I don't know. But I loved the second album, Voice Notes stupid name <laughs> there isn't a song called voice notes so i'm not really sure where that came from i guess he's leaving voice notes to himself on his apple device but i don't think you should call any of your creative works an apple branded term and this is somebody who like uses the term podcast that's fair he apparently like recorded this album himself hmm. so it's as voice notes on a phone? Did I mean, he edit with GarageBand? I don't know. I mean, I think it was mostly self-recorded and self-produced, which is why he thought the first album was not very representative of him because it was, like, what people wanted him to make, mm-hmm. and this album, he thinks, is what he wanted to make because he did it himself. Well, I like what I've heard so far because I'll say I might be in agreement with Charlie Puth about his first album because a lot of those songs were on the radio, and some of them were kind of just like, I was just like, ugh, I'm sick of hearing this. Or like, mm, I don't like this so much. And I didn't like a stupid eyebrow, and I, maybe I still don't, but at least he has some floppy hair now that really covers it. I really want to know it. the origin of the eyebrow. Can you, you I think it might talking. be just scar. No, I mean, I know, but, like, how did the scar come to be? Oh, I don't be? know. Like, that's the question. I'm. And I, you know, maybe I, sh- I do feel a little bit bad for judging somebody about their face scar, but I don't know. Oh, my gosh. The first thing that comes up, Charlie Puth distressed that fans are shaving their eyebrow for him. Their eyebrows for him. Yeah, that shouldn't, because... <laughs> I read exactly one article on this, so I'm not an expert. But apparently it doesn't always grow back that well if you shave an eyebrow vertically. And also it's it's kind of an appropriative thing because that's something in hip-hop culture. Is it? Yeah. Oh. Well, According he was attacked by Vogue, a dog, so that's why. Yeah. So he's it's not fashion for Charlie Puth, but it's no. fashion for people who might be trying to imitate Charlie Puth. Don't. Well, anyway, he has a scar. And doesn't like his eyebrow. Also, I'll forgive him for his eyebrow. He, I, he has because also he had like the slicked black back hair that made him look like a greaser. And I was like, what are you trying to do? Good. Now it's good. floppy, and I'm like, do I like this? I think I might like but it. Also, it covers most of his face. Like there is a happy medium his there. His face is better shaped when it's partially covered. I think I like the new Charlie Puth. <laughs> I, I think I don't. Anne like the doesn't Charlie really Puth. like Charlie Puth's face. She likes it when it's covered. <laughs> Just show me less. <laughs> Le- let me have something to the imagination. Oh my god. 
Um, okay, so I'm just going to do a quick, quick overview of the album. I think standouts, so the ones that have been on the radio a lot are Attention, She Just Wants Attention, You Just Want Attention, Not She, um, You Just Want Attention, and the other one is How Long, mm-hmm. I think those are the two how that How long has yeah, exactly. Going on. Those have been the two, like, big radio hits, but... In yeah, case- that's, like, his version of, like... I know what you did last summer. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I think Which is other a song. Yes, highlights from the album, if you want like the upbeat ones, Slow It Down and Empty Cups, fabulous. Even though Slow It Down, the first time I heard it, I was like, this is him telling a 23-year-old girl woman that she's too young for him. And what is he, like, 26, 27? Yeah. Isn't he, like, our He's our age. age. I'm going to... Oh my gosh, now Google remembers my Charlie Puth eye. <laughs> Google search. <laughs> That's really unfortunate. Oops, 1991. Yeah, we went through this before. Yeah, he was. A, he would have been in our same school year. Yeah. Because he was late 91. Yes, so he's 26. So, like, that's kind of condescending. I mean, I know a 23-year-old, like, I know the, like, college versus real life thing is a Mm -hmm. thing but like also he's not living real life and chances are people who are in his life are also not experiencing real life no so and sean uh, mendes is 19 sean mendes is 19 um there are also collaborations with boys to men and (laughs) more surprisingly james taylor aka who's james you don't know who James Taylor is? Remind me who James Taylor is. Oh my god. I probably know. No, you definitely do. He's like this guy who sings with the guitar and <laughs> he's like a singer-songwriter. Oh my gosh. Okay, if I tell you what songs he Yeah, I probably will. You will know because I just associate him with my dad in my childhood. Um, okay, this is just wikiing him did not work. This is foreshadowing to later in the episode where we talk about... Anne doesn't know who anyone is. Yeah, we're, we're going to get there. Uh, you've seen Fire and You've Seen Rain, that song. Seen Flanders, you that would never... Yeah, that's okay. James so, Taylor. So, like, old school, kind of. Yeah, he no, he's definitely old school. Like, a lot of his music is from the 70s. Yeah, like... 60s, 70s. Like... Anyway, it's weird that boys to men and james taylor and charlie puth all exist on the same album but that's kind of like what makes the album Living great life. also other... brian wilson's <laughs> on janelle monae's album brian adams or ryan adams brian oh, okay, okay. wilson not williams wait now we're talking about like five different people. we'll get there okay other good songs i really like patient um mm, i like patient and Done For Me with Kalani is pretty good, too. Anyway. Oh, I love Kalani. I love the album. The album's good. Listen to it. Yeah. Charlie Puth is so talented. He opened up for Sean, like I said, last time I saw him, and he was great. He's is great he live. the Rod Stewart of our generation, Lita? What does that What does that mean? I don't know. Is he the Barry Manilow of our generation, Lita? <laughs> I hope not Barry Manilow. It's like a punchline. <laughs> Isn't he? I have no idea. Uh, but he's, like, easy listening. I don't think Charlie Puth is easy. He's, like, easy, sexy listen. Oh, yeah. Maybe he's, like, the Marvin Gaye of our generation, which he has a song called Marvin Gaye. That's, That's probably bar. giving him too much credit. Maybe he's, like, poor man's he's Michael Gaye. He's inspired by Michael Marvin Gaye. Marvin Gaye. Wow. Inspired by Marvin Gaye, and we can see where that comes from. That's what I'll give 
I'll, that's what I'll give Charlie Poots. Okay, that's fair. So we're going to move into Sean Mendez's third album called Sean Mendez. It's his self-titled. self-titled. It's weird that your third album would be self-titled. I guess Beyonce's like, I don't know which album it was for her, but it was late, relatively in her career. Was she it? had a self-titled album. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Maybe it's not that weird. Maybe her fifth or sixth. But I mean, yeah, it is kind of interesting because usually it's your first or second. Yes. Like Harry Styles with mm. his first yes. album. Harry Styles. Yes. Anyway, so Sean Mendez releases his third album. Actually, I'm just going to jump right in. So Let's jump right in. The singles, and we'll see if I remember these in um, like sequential order. Mm-hmm. In My Blood, Lost mm. in Japan, Where Were eh. You in the Morning, eh. Nervous. Oh. We Loved in My Blood. Youth was a single. Oh, though. Youth. Mm-hmm. That was the third one. Sorry. It was In My Blood, Lost in Japan, then Youth. Yeah. I think Nervous was very recent. The most recent one. You're right. I forgot about Youth. So how do we feel about the singles? I feel like it was a mixed bag. Yeah. I think I really loved In My Blood. I was like, this is the new Stitches. I'm feeling it. It was on The Voice. It was. It's it's a pull over to the side of the road and cry song, you know, if you're feeling it. And she doesn't mean that figuratively. No, like, she I mean, means I that generally, literally. I did that on the corner of third, Southeast 30th and Belmont. I pulled over to the side of the road by the bank and I cried. It's a pull over and cry yeah. song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd say there's at least three pull over to your side of the road and cry songs on this album, and that's an achievement, and I applaud Sean Mendes. Okay, I'm not going to applaud because I don't like this album as really? much as I like his first album or as much as I like his second album. And that's not to say I don't like it, because I do, but I hold Sean to a very high standard, and I think it's super weird that I would like his first album the most. I feel like that's very unusual. Did you watch a lot of his vines? No, I didn't. Wa- I didn't I even didn't know who he was. Me neither. He's like, I mean, oh, we were probably too vine. old. And that's... I was like, I don't know. I was watching a lot of Vine. I never yeah. saw Sean Mendes. I saw like Ruth or Ruthie or whatever she calls herself. And I remember being annoyed because she's always filmed the ceiling while she's singing, and I'm like, show me no, your face. That's weird. But well, I never Shawn saw Mendes Sean. Was probably like 14 when he was recording, so that's True. probably why it would have been creepy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Canadian fine. Um, I'm excited for him to release the deluxe version because that will happen eventually. And it, yeah, it's not that I don't like the album. Like I think there are some really wonderful songs on the album, but I don't know. I just I feel so connected to his first album and think so many of those songs are so good that this one falls a little flat for me. And I think part of that is what we were talking about earlier, where a lot of these songs sound like other people. Yeah. Yeah. I think for each song on this album, you can find a different song by another person that sounds very similar, but I don't think for me, that's not a bad thing. I think it's like, okay, this is going to, this is an album where all the songs are going to blend really well to your other playlists. Mm -hmm. And we don't have to like be hearing something we've never heard before. Like the weird screeches in that one Justin Bieber song that ended up working really well. Weird screeches? What song are you talking about? Um, the ones that, it sounds like a weird elephant in the background. I don't know. I have no idea what you're talking about. Justin Bieber had a lot of weird sounds on one of his recent albums. Fair enough. But we're not seeing that from Sean. We're seeing stuff that vibes well with other stuff. And I'm okay yeah. with it. I'm but a- yeah. A lo- like, there's a song in here that sounds like Bad Liar by Selena Gomez. That's the song Nervous. Mm-hmm. Which one was the one we said sounded like Harry Styles? Uh, was it Particular Taste? It might have been Particular Taste. 
Yeah. That might be right. That sounds about right. And then he has a song with Julia Michaels. Julia I like Michaels, that one. Who, yeah, that song grew on me a lot. She was, well, is, like, a really, really successful pop songwriter. Um, and more recently broke into recording her own stuff and mm-hmm. has been on The Voice. And mm-hmm. she seems like a delight. Yeah. I, should, I added one of her songs to my playlists. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. I forget which one, but it's a good one. She has some good songs. Yeah, that one's good. So if you were just to say your first, not first, your top three songs on this album, what would they be? Okay, I'm going to say in no particular order because I haven't had time to process yet. In My Blood is on there. It's uh-huh. the best single. It's raw and emotional, mm-hmm. and I feel it in my bones. Yep. I like that about it. I also really like the final song on the album, so the first and last bookends, mm-hmm. uh, When You're Ready, which is, like, sad, and it's about, like, yearning for somebody who you can't have, and I always think that's very relatable. Also, if you can tell us what the first couple measures of that song sounds yeah. like, like, it sounds like the beginning of another there's, song. There's some, like, ooh, ooh, like... But it sounds like the exact same note progression hmm. of another song. If you figure it out, tell me, because it has been yeah. literally torturing It'll me. It'll wake you up in the middle of the night a week from now. I just... We'll see how long it takes me. Anyway, okay, bookends. Then... What's the third one? I'm conflicted because there's a number of ones on here that I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. But if I'm putting it in my top three... I think I'm going to go with Mutual. And that's okay. mostly because of like how I feel right now. Mm. And because I like Sean best when he's like feeling something really intensely in the music. Mm-hmm. And Mutual is about like starting something new with somebody and not really and being like all in and not really being sure if they're all in and really needing to know but not being ready to ask. And I think that that like desperation works really well in music. So that's my third one. Um, but I think there's a, at least two or three more that I'm like, yes, this is the greatest. I'm going to turn up the volume. And I did do that driving in the car today. I was like, I'm turning up the volume on this one. So there's definitely some honorable mentions, but those are my top three. Okay. I'm going to take this time to complain about Fallen All In You which was penned by Ed Sheeran. It sounds like Ed Sheeran. It sounds like Ed Sheeran. The thing about Ed Sheeran is he's a pretty good songwriter. Actually, he's a very good songwriter. Mm -hmm. He has written songs for One Direction. He's written songs for Justin Bieber. And the point I made to Anne earlier today was that he writes songs for other people that don't sound like they're his songs. Mm -hmm. I don't think Love Yourself sounds anything like Ed Sheeran. I don't think 18... He wrote Love Yourself. You didn't know that? That's what no. I was talking about earlier today. Actually, if you listen... one of these songs sounds exactly like Love Yourself. Uh, which one did we say that I don't was? remember. We said one sounded like the mashup of Happier... Queen, oh, maybe. No, maybe it was Fallen for you. Oh, well, It I sounded like we Happier and Love Yourself, which would make mm-hmm. sense because both of those were written by Ed Sheeran. Anyway. So, he knows how to write songs for other people to make them sound like other people. Mm-hmm. I can't remember if I finished this. 18 by One Direction. That was written by Ed Sheeran. And he's written songs for a lot of other people. I can't list them right now because alcohol. But he wrote Fallen For You. Or Fallen fallen For You. That's fallen all in, in you. Fallen All In You, which is an odd way of you. saying things. 
It's like, oh, I tripped and now I'm up on you. Yeah. And Ew. It, it, so- it sounds like Ed Sheeran. It sounds like happier. It sounds like love mm-hmm. yourself. It feels lazy. And I'm like, why? How did this make it onto the album? Because one, it doesn't sound like Sean at all. It's like an Ed Sheeran hand-me-down. He's like, I can't put this on my album, so I'm going to put it on yours. But they had to pick it. I like, suppose. That's the way it works. I don't know. I'm not happy about it. Every time it comes on, I'm just like, ugh, Ed Sheeran. Yeah. Well, from where I sit, I'm opposed to Ed Sheeran as a person. Mainly because of the Ellie Goulding drama, where he, like, slut-shamed her in a song about sleeping with Niall Horan instead of him. And I'm like, that's so dumb. Mm-hmm. And I really reject this. Mm-hmm. So I don't like Ed Sheeran. But I do like Ed Sheeran's music. Mm-hmm. Maybe not his voice, but the songs. Oh, and I so think his voice is The great. fact that it, it sounds like Ed Sheeran, but it's Shawn Mendes singing it, I like it. And I'll just have to forget that Ed Sheeran wrote it. But maybe that's enough separation for me to be satisfied. I mean, I don't think there's any, like, I don't know. I like Ed Sheeran's music. I think he's very, very talented. I also saw him live. Mm-hmm. The same summer I saw Sean. But he has a bad tattoo. He has a lot of bad tattoos. It's, it's He's so a weird-looking ginger dude. Like, it's just the reality of being in Sheeran. He's <sighs> very talented. Like, you can't... No one can say he's not talented, because that's just incorrect. Yeah, yeah. Um, the song just feels lazy. That's why I don't like it. Mm. Uh, the other thing... Sorry, this is... Lita did a lot of acapella and choir and music in her life, like, so, so much. So I have to say, the other thing that really bothers me about this album is there aren't a lot of harmonies. It's a lot of people singing in octaves. Mm. Tell me more, because I don't know enough about music theory. So most of the time when people are singing in harmony, they're singing in thirds. And it's very... Ooh, ooh, ooh. Is that a third? Uh, Maybe. <laughs> I just bullshitted my way through that. <laughs> Um, it's, you know, when I sing along to things, I'm singing in thirds most of the time. If I'm not singing the melody. Whatever, it's fine. I believe you. So, the thing about music theory is the two things you're supposed to avoid are parallel fifths and parallel octaves. Because the problem with parallel octaves is it's so easy for one person to go flat or sharp, and all of a sudden you're not singing in octaves anymore. Like, it's really hard to be singing exactly, exactly the Mm -hmm. same thing. Um, and I've I've never liked singing in octaves. I think it's boring. Yeah. You're singing the same melody eight notes apart. Blech. Why? Lack of creativity or, in the transposition. I guess. I don't know. But that really bothers me about this album. I'm like, there should be more harmonies. Octaves just don't sound as nice. And that's just fact. And that's me with my music nerdiness i think that's an that's a really good layer to add to this because like my level of analysis is this sounds like ed sheeran but it's not and i'm happy about that because it i hate ed sheeran also charlie puth has a funky eyebrow (laughs) (laughs) okay um i'm reviewing this album as if i'm like one of the characters on king of the hill i'm like that boy right Then I don't know what I'm reviewing it as. Like, <laughs> somehow a music critic and, like, teenage girl at the same time. Like, a teenage girl music critic. You, you are, a, like, a young 
Like you're a 17 year old at an arts high school who's studying music and wants to go into like opera as a career, but also you just like fucking love Sean Mendes. I do love Sean Mendes, but I do think a lot of the work on this album was lazy. Harmonies are important. They sound good. Octaves don't sound good. Don't do this again, Sean. Mm. Don't do this again in your fourth album, but whatever. So should I get it on vinyl though? Are you thinking about it? Maybe. I have, do it. I have a way to play vinyl. Yeah. And it comes in multiple colors. Oh, does it? Oh my gosh, can I tell you? So I work at a domestic violence agency and we have donations from a local shipping company. They give us abandoned packages mm. that they have to hold for like 90 days or 120 days and then they donate them to us because I don't think they can actually legally do anything with them. Mm-hmm. So they donate them to us. And guess what I found? I actually sent Anna pictures so she knows what I found. <laughs> I remember this. It was like a box set of his fragrance. Oh, my. I want that on me. I smelled it. It was okay. Is it like musky? Uh, Is it like the fragrance version of this album? It was pretty like, I think it was kind of gender ambiguous. Oh, like, good. It could be for either. Nice. I'm really intrigued to see if someone buys it at the sale. I'm trying to think if I have any other last thoughts about this album. I want to recite a text that I sent to you. Yeah, please. And I might have had some wine when I sent you this text. Sean Mendez is what you look like when you have a Dorian Gray portrait oh, yeah. that collects all of the ugliness from even the slightest sins like jaywalking or turning in a library book one day late. That's what Sean Mendes looks like. (laughs) And I stand by it. I couldn't help when this album came out and when the Haley Baldwin stuff came out. I couldn't help but think about our conversation during our Love, Simon episode about, like, Sean Mendes' sexuality question mark. Mm -hmm. I don't feel any more clarity. (laughs) TBD. TBD. So one of the things we said we were going to do was propose some fan bit ideas ah. for songs and i want to open it up to all sean songs mm-hmm. i don't want to just do this most recent album i feel like perfectly wrong is just begging to be made into a fan vid who who <gasps> it's all about being like uh like you're we're not right for each other but that only like makes me want you more or like that's why i like you and I feel like that's just like prime for some like fan Haley and Elijah. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like, but they are right for each other. But they're like, there's but like, like not when she was carrying his drama. brother's baby. Yeah, yeah. Are you focusing in on a specific show? Or are we no, I think like... I think this is just a free for all. Okay, I just had a blast of inspiration. She's literally now. pointing at me right now with her hand on her hip. <laughs> Again, because this is an audio platform. I feel like you need to know that. Yes. Perfectly Wrong uh-huh. is the fan vid song mm-hmm. for Izzy and Raphael Whoa. in Shadowhunters. Whoa! Yes! Because Izzy's a shadow hunter, and while they have, like, a peace treaty with Downworlds, it's, like, you know, not the greatest. And at the, like, at the time where she was involved with Raphael, she was addicted to vampire blood. Yep. So that was intense. And then Raphael is this beautiful, asexual vampire 
who's like really really drawn to Izzy um mm-hmm. and was like enabling her vampire blood addiction for a while but he knew it was wrong and he stopped but he loved her and they can't be together because it's dangerous for both of them but they also just are really drawn to each other that's a really good that's a really good fan vid oh yeah okay. i gotta learn how to do video mm-hmm. editing i can video edit oh we can make some fan we're bits. gonna divide and conquer yes, i don't yes, even know yes, how you yes, make yes, fan vids where do you we'll get find the out. material Illegally, I'm sure. Oh. There's no way to do that, like... I, illegally, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't think so. Here we are, conspiring to commit crimes. It's okay. Luckily, no one listens to our podcast It's yet. art. It's remixing. It's protected. Right? I blah, honestly, blah, blah. like, I, I don't think many fan vids get taken down, so... We'll make it for our own personal enjoyment. I'm not super worried about it. Um, the This is Sean Mendes... Uh, playlist is kind of letting me down right now. Oh. Um. See, oh, no, that's not what I wanted. This is gonna be dead airtime. I apologize. That's okay. I'll edit it advance. out. That is the nice thing, isn't it? Okay, I'm picking a Sean song, and I'm gonna pick. Pick a ship. This is hard. I have to say. Yes, Anne. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought of another one. Yeah, go. And this is this is new territory for this podcast, but whoa, I would do a fan vid with Claire and Jamie from Outlander, set cool. to the song, set to the song Stitches. Stitches is my favorite, and the reason why is just because I'm a dork. And the fact that the first time, like, Claire meets Jamie, she ends up needing to, like, stitch up his, like, battle wounds. Mm-hmm. So it would be yep. based on that. Oh. Literally oh, stitches. that's very on the nose. Mm-hmm. I like it. Okay, so... Over the past week, I have watched the entirety of Superstore. Starring America Ferrera. Is it good? It's amazing okay i'll add to my list it was i was i did not have high hopes Mm. the only reason i eventually finally watched it was because vox said it was one of the best sitcoms on television right now and i was like whoa okay that's high praise so i started watching i skipped the pilot because i have a hard time with pilots Mm. usually so like 80 percent of the time i skip them i went so hard it has one of the best slow burn romances i've ever Scene I love a slow on burn on television. Who doesn't love a They're slow so burn? It was so good. And the way I was going to describe the way I was going to describe it on this podcast was I cared about Amy and Jonah as much as I care about Haley and Elijah. <gasps> and you know how much that means. Like you know what that means. Yeah, when Haley and Elijah are about to kiss, we stop breathing. We That's stop true. moving. We're just, like, waiting. Okay, I have to watch Superstore now. You have to watch it. Uh, So, I think the song Mutual can be an Mm -hmm. Amy and Jonah song Mm -hmm. circa season two. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm not going to give things away because Anne hasn't seen it yet. But, you know, it's a slow burn romance. We do spoiler alerts for each other, but not for all y'all. We don't care. (laughs) 
If you get spoiled on this podcast, it was your own damn fault for That's listening so in the true. first place. That's so true. Anyway, they very obviously like each other. It's that classic slow burn where they're just like not meeting up at the right time or their situations aren't happening at the right time but something happens at the end of season two and you're just like oh my god and that is when the fan vid mutual would play excellent because yeah i can't i can't even put into words how good superstore is everyone should watch it it's so good america ferrera is a national treasure can I do a throwback fan of it idea? Yeah. So this is like old. So I have to actually look up who the name of the song even is. That's fine. <clears throat> okay. So when I was like a young girl, middle school probably, very, very into Harry Potter. Obviously, everybody cool was. Obviously. <clears throat> and then when my mom would be driving me to violin practice, we would play like a Billy Joel album, and there would be the song uh, The Longest Time, which I think in the context of the song is about like being incarcerated or something. Mm. And he's like, you know, you've, well, I've been away for like for the longest time, but mm. now I'm back. And I would think about that song, and I would be reading Prisoner of Azkaban. And I would be thinking about the reunification of Sirius Black and Harry Potter. And the two were entwined in my brain. So I would make a fan vid. Which is not for shipping. It's about, like, familial relationships. For Sirius Black and Harry Potter. Set to Billy Joel's for the longest time. And it would be the dorkiest fucking thing I ever produced. But I would be really proud of it. That's my throwback fan vid idea. I have another idea. Tell me. From the first Shawn Mendes album, <laughs> handwritten. Perfect. The song Never Be Alone. Handwritten versus voice notes. I know they're different artists, but okay, tangent, I'll take it out. <laughs> Keep going. Okay. The song Never Be Alone. Haley and Elijah. Ah. Uh, because one, now they're both immortal. True. Second of all, there are big obstacles mm-hmm. that are in their way right now. Mm-hmm, One mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. Haley has lost her baby and is kind of cuckoo. Yeah. And Elijah has had a spell cast on him by his and, mother. You know, he's been tortured for days now. And he's not doing great. Nope. And even before that, there was all this tension because she was so unhappy mm-hmm. and he didn't know how to deal with it and whatever. But never be alone i think it shows the idea that two people are there for each other Mm -hmm. even if the circumstances are not right at the time Mm -hmm. but that they're still committed to each other and meant to be together and Mm -hmm. they're to support Mm -hmm. each other uh and it's sad God, I love Sean. So, I love when Sean Menes is sad. <laughs> Lyrics, take a piece of my heart and make it all your own, so when we are apart, you'll never be alone. Right? Healy and Elijah. Mm-hmm. I love it. Okay. We could come up with so many more, but <laughs> we'll start there. Maybe this will be another ongoing yeah. series of ours. Fan vid fan, fan fan pitches. Planning. Yeah. We'll actually have to follow through at some point. 
we'll figure out how to illegally do it and we'll get back to you and we will make a YouTube channel and then they will yeah. exist. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so from our album reviews and also rambling, we're going to transition to the voice. This is the voice. <laughs> <laughs> so Maggie and I are huge, huge fans of The Voice, and mm-hmm. we learned that we both loved it, and The Voice is not fun to watch alone. No. So Maggie and I have watched it's the so past... long. It's so long. We watched the past two seasons together, and Anne especially has gotten dragged in this season. <laughs> it's really hard to, like, come home and The Voice is on and, like, go into another room. Like, I... like. If the voice is on and I come home, I have to sit down and watch the voice. It's so good. And I'm not mad. I, I enjoy it. No. And to bring it back around, Sean Mendes was a mm-hmm. guest advisor this season. Yeah, Maggie made fun of us for getting so excited about we, that. I, I'm pretty sure I screamed. Like, I'm, <laughs> I am I get so mad at her. Sometimes she makes fun of Sean Mendes just to get a rise out of us. And I and take it works the every time. Every time. <laughs> I get so mad. <laughs> Oh my god. Whew. Okay. And also during the season of The Voice, I screamed because they had special guest performance by Panic, oh, yeah. at, Panic <laughs> at the Disco. And I was like, ah! Yeah, and it, it was it was intense. Anyway. You had a very a Brandon very Murray's intense. very talented and yeah. very handsome. So the reason we're going to talk about The Voice is, one, I had to defend The Voice this week because my friend Ella posted... Uh, stats from like the top 10 Mm -hmm. most watched shows. And you know Ella from being a guest on this show. Yep. She was here talking about blockers with us. But among the top 10 shows are like The Good Doctor, The Big Bang Theory. Like a lot of them are, you know, gross shows aimed at older people. What is The Good? Oh, The Good Doctor has the guy from Bates Motel. Yeah. And Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. What? He was a little kid on Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Not Willy oh, Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, but the one with Johnny Depp. Oh, right. Okay. Anyway, the voice was on that list. And she was like, look at all this garbage trash that old people watch. And I was like, I need to say something. Because one, not only does the voice really give a platform to young people. Mm-hmm. Like, they lowered their age minimum so the person who won the voice this season was 15 she was 14 when she auditioned she's amazing Mm -hmm. so not only do they really feature young artists and so many young artists have won the voice Mm -hmm. like danielle campbell cassidy pope so many others that i can't think of because i've had too many drinks um yeah we switched (laughs) to water that's how intense it is (laughs) it's true this is bubble water oh but still water anyway well not still but Wow, that's a bad joke. Okay. Um, So not only have they given a platform to all these young people, but they really try and bring young, um, successful people into the mix. So Shawn Mendes and Haley Steinfeld were guest advisors this season. Miley Cyrus has been a coach on The Voice. Like, Mm -hmm. they really try and bring, like, new, fresh people into the mix. And I think that's really awesome. Even as they keep Blake Shelton around. I mean, I think we're stuck with him and yeah. Adam. Like, I, I genuinely that think dynamics, that's... dynamics, it sells. It sells. I guess. I I'm guess. sure it does. Even that's though why they keep doing it. I want an all-woman. Oh, yeah. I want all women. I want oh, I would love Kelly. That. I want Alicia. I want Shakira. And I want Jennifer Hudson. <sighs> Can't you just, like, feel your brain exploding right yeah, now? I'm That'd shivering. That would be so good. And it's hot out. <laughs> it is. 
<laughs> it's kind of toasty. Um, we closed all the windows just for you. It's true. The oven's going to go off at some point, but that's neither In here nor there. In 24 minutes. <laughs> nice. Um, so the voice is great. I genuinely enjoy it. I compared the voice. I compare the voice to British Bake Off. Yeah, it's wholesome. It's our British Bake Off where everyone's nice to each other. Mm-hmm. Everyone supports each other. America was not racist this season, which is Thank shocking. Because normally all of the black people get cut Yeah, when America starts voting because America is racist. But this time it did not happen. Good job, America. I know. Surprisingly. That shockingly. also, I mean, the... the... If we're going to take a grain of truth mm-hmm. from the the tweet that Ella shared about, like, okay, like, a lot of older voices influence TV markets. Mm-hmm. Which is true because they're the people who still have cable. Yeah. Like, then that helps explain why just completely frumpy, mediocre white dudes make it so far in the competition. Yeah. Like, Pryor and Caleb interchangeable schlubs yep but ultimately the voice is for everyone so we are it's it's influenced by older markets but has spark and spunk and they do try and elevate younger voices Mm -hmm. i think that's 100 percent true anyway we love the voice in this household so we were going to talk about, well, one, I said the person who won The Voice this year, Bryn Cartelli, is 15, and Anne made the comment, our friendship can win The Voice, because our yep. friendship is 15 years old, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I did some math, I did some mental math, we were watching the finale, and it's like, oh, she's 14, which means she was born in 2004, and I was like, what was I doing in 2004? And I was like, I was going to sixth grade, and I met Leah in the sixth grade. So our friendship is old enough to win the voice. Which is, like, pretty cool. Uh, The other thing we said we were going to do is pick who should host the voice instead of Carson Daly. Because Carson Daly... brings no energy. Well, he looks like the life is being sucked out of him. Like, I feel like something is wrong with him. It's like he's in prison. And his sentence is to host the voice. (laughs) Forever. (sighs) So who would we rather see the voice coached by? I mean, I think the answer is pretty much anyone else but like yeah. who would you want the voice to be coached by so are, we, are we looking by? for like a talk show host a comedian a... i think that's up to interpretation i think it's whatever okay, you want it to be okay somebody fun somebody fun there was another singing show that made it exactly one season because it was pretty bad it was hosted <laughs> by oh my gosh what's his name um I see his face. I see his face. He sings a lot of Christmas music. He was on Glee for a really short time. And his name is Josh Groban. (laughs) His name is Josh Groban. And he hosted this terrible singing reality television show. You raise me up so I can stand on mountains. That's my Josh Groban impression. I like it. It's good. <laughs> uh, so, like, anyone can really host a singing reality show. Yeah. If we're to take that as an example. I feel like this would never happen because she's got so much going on right now, but Chrissy Teigen would be so <gasps> fun. I love that idea. Because she's got so much spunk. 
and energy. People and she has love an in her. in the music industry. She's got her in husband the music is so industry. famous. Oh my god, if Chrissy Teigen hosted and John Legend was a coach. I could that'd do be that. The, that'd be the most. Although I still am disappointed in John Legend from his live performance in an episode of Pod Save America where he oh. totally fucked up his own song. And Bummer. I was like, I don't even know what's happening right Must now. Must have been distracted. Must have. Whatever. I think that's a great idea. And we know her hosting ability from Lip Sync Battle. Yeah. Yeah. She's got the chops. But like, you know, raise your kids. She seems like she's got her hands full with that right now based on yeah. her tweets. And she loves cooking. I respect that. I'm probably gonna get her cookbook at some point it's supposed to be really really good that's what i hear and she retweets people who bake her or who make her shit so oh. we could do that that could probably. be a thing five be, ten, making... it'd, be, it'd be like julie and julia <laughs> but it's Anne and chrissy <laughs> yep you could do that who do i want to host the voice okay this is kind of a weird idea but i think it would be great I want Kristen Bell to host The Voice. Oh, yeah. She's so energetic. She's so energetic. She sings. Mm-hmm. So she's not like some Oh, yeah. Rando. She was in Frozen. She was in Frozen. She's so fun. Everyone loves her. Uh-huh. Kristen Bell. I dig that. And then they would bring a sloth out at some point, and she'd be like, ah! <laughs> I dig it. I like her. It's random, but like I think it works. She's really cute on The Good Place. I'm always like, oh, oh my gosh, I need so to like cute. model my entire style after her right now. Her hair is so great. Yeah, I'm just going to go to my, my hairstylist next week and be like, do this to me. And she's going to be like, your face isn't shaped that way. And I'm going to be like, I don't care. <laughs> Make me look like a movie star. And then the other thing we were going to talk about with the voice is that Anne confused Ryan Adams and Brian Adams. Which is like the easy funniest, to do. Which is the funniest thing to they happen have in a long time. Same name, but they're so different. They're so different. They have the most common name. How am I supposed to remember? And also, their faces aren't particularly memorable. I don't know what either of them look like. Exactly. So how am I supposed to know they're different? I mean, I don't know. But if you don't know who Ryan Adams is, Ryan Adams is the person who Taylor Swift flipped out over because he covered 1989. Mm-hmm. And for a while, that was the only version of 1989 on Spotify. Oh, you're right. Because mm-hmm. her music wasn't there. And Brian Adams, I only know Brian Adams because he sings the like um, end credits song for the movie Don Juan DeMarco featuring Johnny Depp before he was the worst and Marlon Brando before he died mm. uh, and Faye Dunaway, I think. Um, and that's literally the only reason I know who Brian Adams is, is he saying that song. His song is called Heaven, but there's a lot of songs called Heaven, and so I'm not sure I could sing it from memory. So. I'm going to look up what the song is from... Don Juan DeMarco. My family went through a big Johnny Depp phase again. I want to reiterate before he was the worst. Well, everybody's family did that. That's what parts of the Caribbean did to our culture. It's called Have You Ever Really Loved a Woman? That Have is... you, though? Have you? I don't know. Have you? <laughs> <laughs> um, and again, the only thing I know about Ryan Adams is the 1989 cover. Uh, so, Brian Adams with yes. a B. Uh-huh. Baby, you're all that I want. 
When you're lying here in Brian my Adams. Yeah. Finding oh. it hard to believe where it has So many other people have covered that I'm song. I'm sure. Well, also, this also might be a cover, but when you Google Brian Adams, it's like the second song that comes up. So I feel like I sang this in No, choir. Brian Adams, I think, is the original. And then it has been covered by, let's see here, Kelly Clarkson. Oh, makes sense. Matt Bomer. Oh. Jason Aldean. You don't like Jason Aldean? Lita hates Jason Aldean. He's a schlubby example of what country music does to men. Mm. Was he on The Voice? Performing on The Voice? No, someone sang one of his songs. Uh Oh. Yeah. Uh, Gavin DeGraw, apparently. Boyce Avenue. Do you know who Boyce Avenue is? No. Oh, they're this, like, I think semi-religious, like, brother cover band-ish. I sang their version of Teenage Dream for my acapella audition. Mm -hmm. Um, because they made it, like, less dirty, and I thought that was really funny. I would make Teenage Dream more dirty if I had the option. I mean, Boyce Avenue. They're really, really good, but they're very PG. Not even PG-13, like, very PG. But that song has been covered by, like, a million different people. Also, he's Canadian. Brian Adams is Canadian. To continue our theme of Canadian people. Gotta love that. God bless Canada. Apparently. Other cover versions. I don't know. Lots of people have covered that song. Anyway, I just thought it was funny that Anne confused Brian Adams and Ryan Adams. I mean, and then who can say that? And not my then fault. confused Donald Gleason and Eddie Redmayne. No, 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 not Donald Gleason. Yes, it was Donald Gleason. That's what I wrote. Oh, how do you say his name? I thought it was Donald Gleason. Is it? I mean, I say it like it's spelled, which is. Domnahal. But it's probably Donald. Oh, not... Okay, we're gonna find out. You're gonna learn along with us, podcast listeners, pronunciation. It's the first thing that comes up. Um... It's... Donald? Donald. Interesting. Is that right? Is it Welsh? Or is it Irish? I think it's Irish. Um, fuck you, Slate. Sorry, Slates. Like, you have ad blocker popped up. Suck on it, Damn straight I have ad blocker popped up. Who do you think I am? It's, it's pronounced like tonal, but with a D. Donal. Donal. Donal Gleason. So I was saying Donald. That's wrong. Donal Gleason. I'm sorry. Irish names are super confusing. Let's return to Sir Sharonin. <laughs> Which is not Sha- said at all Siobhan. You know? Just great stuff like that. Anyway. Donald Gleason and Eddie Redmayne. And confused. They're gingers that have been in sci-fi movies. I think calling Jupiter Ascending a sci-fi movie is like kind of a it's stretch. It's science fiction. When that one had... Eddie Redmayne. It did have Eddie okay. Redmayne. Good Name job. me another movie and I'll try to remember which one was in which, but it's going to take me a while. Brooklyn. I didn't see that one. You didn't see Brooklyn? No, I should though. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. It's so good. Brooklyn love, had... Love, uh, she- love Searsha. Donald Gleason in okay. it. I believe you. Uh, 
After Time. Is that the one with What's Her Face from the Notebook? Rachel McAdams. Is it called After Time? Is it called After Time? I don't think it is. I think it's called... But I did see this one. Did I make up that name? Um, I'm looking it up. Donald Gleason. Donald, Donald Gleason. Well, Filmography. You just, you just told me he was in it. But yeah, no. He's in that one. He's like the main character. And Bill Nye is his dad. Oh, about time, not about after time. time. About time. That's okay, a sad I was close movie. enough. After time, I was probably thinking about the land before time. Yeah, and I was like, I was like, who's the guy from Fantastic Beasts? And I couldn't figure out which one it was. Eddie I know Redmayne. that I know that it, I know Eddie in my Redmayne. soul that it's Eddie Redmayne, but I have to like search for that information, and it takes me a while. He looks so different. So and I'm like, oh, is the guy from Fantastic Beasts the same as the guy from uh, the Last Jedi? No. And I'm like. No. No, it's not. But I have to think about it. <laughs> Donald Gleason was also in an episode of Black Mirror that I really like because he oh. ends up getting like well his he dies and then his girlfriend orders like an android that looks just like him to Ooh. help with her grief. Which obviously doesn't end up helping all that much, but that's the Black Mirror episode. I just think it's funny that Anne mixes up people. They're white gingers with funky names. Eddie Redmayne isn't that funky. Redmayne's a little bit funky. Not as funky as Donal. No, Donal's hella funky. Considering we didn't even know how to say it until literally 30 yeah. seconds ago. Yeah. Uh, he was also Bill Weasley in the Harry Potter franchise. That's because they're both connected to Harry Potter like every other British actor out there and that's probably the source of my confusion. Actually, every British actor is connected to Doctor Who. Oh, they're... I'm positive at least one of them has been in Doctor Who. I just couldn't tell you what season or I what think episode. more of them. Mm-hmm. Like, I used to joke that there were only so many actors in the UK so all of them appeared in everything yeah. because when you watch Doctor Who you were like, oh wait... Yeah. Who is that from? If you're an and actor in the UK, you get work. You Yeah, you have to be in Doctor Who. It's like a rite of passage. Mm-hmm. Has been my experience. I haven't watched Doctor Who since I was in high school, but... Oh my god, the greatest thing about that, in the Black Mirror episode, where Dom Hall Gleason is a dead boyfriend, the woman whose boyfriend he is, is the next Doctor in Doctor Who. That's not a joke. That's Wait, true. Wait, what? Repeat yeah. that. So there's the newest doctor in Doctor Who is a woman because yeah. they're trying to do something different for a fucking change. Uh-huh. And she was in the episode of Black Mirror where she's like lost her boyfriend and she um mail orders an android that looks just like him. And that boyfriend is Donald Gleason. Donald. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and I'm going to say say ears Ronan <laughs> for now on. Her name um, is Jodie Whittaker. Jodie Whittaker, yes. What else has she been in? Yeah, my apologies to the entire nation of Ireland. Um, bless you and your um, voter. Your, I don't know. Sorry. Bless you and all the people who vote in Ireland. Yeah, you guys are great. We're really big fans right now. But I'm going to look up what else Jodie Whittaker has been in. And also, I made you repeat that because Becca is texting me about... She's at a wedding right now. 
And she texted me, they had an Ed Sheeran song for their first dance. Of course they did. And I said, which one? (laughs) What she texted back, someone was like, what's this song? And I thought to myself, Lena says Ed Sheeran is a wedding song thing. So I said Ed Sheeran and I was right. I could tell you which song it was because there's one that's like perfect for... Is it perfect? I think it's perfect. Perfect is like the quintessential new wedding song from his new album. I think it's dumb. I think it's worse than most of his other songs. Because it's like a cheap recreation of Thinking Out Loud, which was the wedding song of like 2014 or 2015. Mm Mm-hmm. We're not fans of Ed Sheeran on this pod. I mean, I like his music. I think he's very... The Mysterious Ways one. She says something about Mysterious Ways. Okay. Mysterious Ways. Okay, I don't know what that means. I can't even sing the whole song. Mysterious Ways. Ed Sheeran. Oh, it's Thinking Out Loud. They went with the most cliche one. Yes. Girl. From 2014. Well, maybe that's how they met. You don't know. You've never been to this wedding. No, I haven't. (laughs) I have no idea who's even getting married other than they're related to my friend Becca. Um, Okay, that was very funny and very related, so I talked about it. So sorry. I was looking up Jodie Whittaker, (laughs) and then I got so distracted. She was in Broadchurch. Oh, was she the person who played opposite? No, her son got murdered on Broadchurch. Oh, bummer. And that's the mystery that the detectives have to solve. Jodie Whittaker. All David Tennant, also in Doctor Who and in Harry Potter. Yeah, both of those things. Barty Crouch Jr. So creepy. Remember Barty the tongue thing? Crouch but like Junior. He would like lick his... Oh, God. Okay. That was really creepy. It was. Um. Yeah, Black Mirror. Black Mirror's been out since 2011? In the UK. I don't think it came to Netflix till later. Oh, okay. That makes sense. I haven't heard of anything else she's been in. Well, good on her, Jodie Whittaker. You do you. Why were we talking about Jodie? Oh, every British actor has been on Doctor (laughs) Who. Okay, we got there in the end. deep into a tangent. We got there in the end. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Who else do I mix up? I mix up... Brian Williams and Brian Wilson. Wait, who's Brian Wilson? Brian Wilson is from the Beach Boys. Oh, right. And I think he was played by John Cusack in a biopic lately. But I'm not 100% on that. um, Because I didn't see it. And he was featured on Janelle Monae's album. The first song, Dirty Computer. He has him being like, ooh, because he's good at that ooze, you know? Mm, Yeah. Um, Brian Williams is Allison Williams' dad. Mm-hmm. Hello, Fridge. Hi, Fridge. Welcome. What's up? Um, anyway, Allison Williams' dad, which is a millennial way of saying that NBC news anchor. So, recently disgraced, but I'm not going to get into it because I don't know the details. Nope. It's not a Me Too thing. It's a different thing. Who can even keep track anymore, Anne? We hate everyone. I do hate everyone. before we move on to Shadowhunters, I'm going to bring up the new person we... Okay, hate is a strong word. Hate is a really strong word. We just really, really, really don't like them. We're really frustrated with Neve Mm -hmm. from Catfish because allegations came out. And I had known for a while that he 
punched someone while he was in that's college at Sarah Lawrence. That's fucked up. Which is fucked up. But again, like when more than 10 years have passed, I'm going to be like, not that I discredit that and not that I don't think that's important, but I will acknowledge that a lot of time passed and I did a lot of terrible things when I was 18, 19 that I would hate for people to hold against me now. Mm-hmm. Um, like punching someone kind of extreme. But again, like I did such shitty things when I was 19. Like I hear that. And it wasn't even that long ago. Separate question. Would you vote for somebody who punched a woman in college no. if they were a man? No. Okay. But I do think there's a difference between hosting a TV show and being president. Yeah. Or mayor. Or mayor. This is me throwing shade. Anyway, move on. <laughs> Wait, what? We'll talk about it later. Okay. Uh... Anyway, so more allegations came out last week. Mm-hmm. That was last week. Um, one of the catfishies that was on a season of Catfish made YouTube videos about how Neve propositioned her mm-hmm. very inappropriately. Talked about her sexuality. Gross. Um, I don't know what to think. I just, like I I I hate the inclination to like not believe the victim. Like, I hate, I hate yeah. that my brain does that. And you can feel it in your body, and you're just like, don't do that again, because people do it all the time. Ugh. And I, th- I, I do think the politics of it get really confusing. I'm like, why would you do this in a YouTube video? Like, I, I hate that my brain is trying to rationalize, like, are you just an attention seeker? Did this actually happen? Like, I hate that we're going through the mental, and we, I am going through the mental gymnastics of that, and that I don't really know what to think. Obviously, I'm not going to say outright that he's innocent or guilty or that Mm -hmm. she's a liar yeah i'll say i'm really glad mtv is taking it seriously and doing an investigation and suspending production while they figure it out i mean after the bachelor in paradise thing i don't think they have a choice Mm -hmm. like i don't know i think bachelor in paradise kind of set a precedent because they didn't have a choice Mm -hmm. and now if you don't do that you're super sketchy yeah so i'm glad it's being taken seriously not just being like brushed off or like minimized yeah we'll see what happens we don't know um but i think uh like andy zeisler made a tweet about this she was like oh like i'm so surprised that this super performatively feminist person who's like making declarations in this elevator like filming a selfie video about it i don't know i think this really perfectly exemplifies the struggle we're experiencing again that we've talked about in 2018 of like people who have created things we love and how we feel about it. Yeah. My boss has been watching Parks and Rec. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh my gosh, Lita, have you seen Parks and Rec? Who's your favorite character? And I was just like, Ugh. Yeah, it's like I still watch that sometimes, but it's tainted. It feels tainted. It just yeah. sucks. Because I, I love it so, so hard. I know. So I've sometimes I'm just like, I'll sub it with Brooklyn Nine-Nine instead. Yeah. One, people stop fucking ruining things. Mm-hmm. By being shitty people, too. I mean, I guess we're waiting to see what happens. But it's one of those situations, again, like Bachelor in Paradise, where we're never really going to know what happened. We're going to know what the network decides. Um, What MTV decides? Yeah. Yeah. So we're just going to be left to figure out if it's something we can still appreciate or not. I don't know. Gross. We still love Max, though. Yeah, Max is still good as far as we know. 
as far as we know, he wears cargo pants, as Becca would point and, and out. And it's, you know, it's always, it's always that. It's always, like, as far as we know, you know? Yeah, I do. Sucks. We've we've talked about that several times so far. Like, oh, he's so sweet, as far as we know right now. Yeah, that's why I'm really hoping, like, I was like, Sean Mendes. Sean Mendes, stay pure. You better be. Don't do as anything. As pure as you look. Sean and Harry are our two yeah. holdouts. Please save As us. far as I'm aware. Mm-hmm. Neither of them have done anything. I really don't want to jinx it. I'm going to knock on this wood over here so I don't knock on our table and make bad noise. There you go. Yeah, that sounds kind of echoey, but it technically was wood. (sighs) Okay, so let's move on to Shadowhunters. Mm -hmm. We watched the finale, the two-part finale. Season three finale season three finale i don't even know what a time what a time uh well someone died at the end again like someone died at the season two finale Mm -hmm. except this time it's clary and clary is obviously not gonna die because she's the main also i don't think she's dead i think she got swiped out of there that's true we're led to believe she is dead yeah simon tells jace clary's dead also saying i killed her is really dramatic also it's like no you didn't bro you killed lilith and then lilith exploded yeah and then we lost track of clary that is exactly what happened Mm -hmm. magnus gave up his magic that was so intense that That was was the thing that had me like on the edge of my seat because i was like i don't see anything stopping alec from dying yeah Except for my heart breaking, but I I think he's still hanging on at he the can't end. Die. But, he has an arrow sticking out of his chest, but which I is think messed he's still up. But yeah, alive. I think he can make it. If Clary can survive thro- like being thrown off a building, like in the middle of the season, he can yeah, survive an arrow to the chest. I that's believe true. it. Luke is no longer a police officer while he's suspended. That's fine because I mean we haven't seen him do actual work in a really long time. Yeah, anyway, it's not so. like he's been solving many crimes. Um, we haven't seen Raphael in forever, which is a shame. Miss him. Jace is no longer under Lilith's control, which is Good. great, because that was That's fucking what annoying. Magnus traded his magic for, was to break the possession that Jace had. He went to his dad, Ozymandias, or whomever. Uh. Starts with an O. It's long. Uh, it's not Ozymandias, but. No. Osmodius? Oh, that's the one. That's all good. Um, who lives in this, like, funky palace in hell that kind of looks like the hell version of Magnus's apartment? Without a roof. There's no roof. Yeah, there's no roof. There's no roof in hell. <laughs> <laughs> who knows why that is. Oh, man. Um, where is everyone else? Yeah, Simon's the head mark. Is Mark of Cain. Mark of Cain. He calls his rabbi. How did Cain get rid of his mark? And the rabbi's like, "Um, I don't think you paid attention. And this was after he ate his sister and his sister forgave him. Forgave him. him, But he had to, because his mom freaked out when he's seeing that. Understandably. He's like, yeah, I don't think I can pretend to like be human anymore. I'm just going to cut ties with my family, which is very sad. That's very sad. But he didn't cut ties with his sister, right? Yeah, I I think just his mom. His sister is too good for this world. Truly. That was truly so intense. Uh, where is everyone else left? Um, I guess that's... Well, Valentine... Zombified. He became a zombie. Clary can necromance people, apparently. But then she put him back down, yeah. which was good, because we did not need more mm-hmm. Valentine. And then possessed Jace showed up, punched 
a hole in his chest and ripped out one of his ribs. Oh, that was so gross. And you were like, I get that they need flesh, but why that bit of flesh? And I was like, Lilith has a rib thing because Eve was made from a rib. And that's her romantic competition with her ex, Adam, who she talks about all the time. And I'm like, bitch, get over it. It's been millennia. I mean, it's like Michael and the originals not getting over the infidelity of his wife a thousand years ago, you know? So it's like, come on. Move on, on, people. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. What a show. You want to talk about the part where I screamed out loud? I do, actually. I wrote that down. Okay, so here's the deal. Lilith sent her disciples, Mm -hmm. I guess, to... 33 of them. 33 of them? 33 disciples, because I don't know. That's the age Jesus was when he died. It's like a biblical number. I don't know why they picked 33. I think that it, it seems like a special number. But she is 33. Fair enough. Okay. She had her disciples um, stall or try and kill Izzy and Luke. Mm-hmm. And they managed to fend them off. Mm-hmm. For a good amount of time. Mm-hmm. And pretty much everyone is down except Luke's former partner mm-hmm. who has been possessed killed by her own mom. Who killed her own mom. And she screams like, rise! rise! And we're like, what is going on? And then everybody who's been like knocked out starts like twitching really madly. And I was like, you were like, this isn't good. And I was like, <laughs> what the fuck? And then these like weird, like, dragony bug things uh-huh. with wings uh-huh. that burst out of people's go, chests <laughs> and Anne literally screamed out loud because it was fucked up and like normally <laughs> i'm the really reactive one in this situation mm-hmm. in this friendship in this relationship i'm the one who like <laughs> overreacts to things but this was like a legit scream it was a lot it brought me a lot of joy <laughs> which i think was especially funny because everything we saw was so gross like yeah, literally so gross many gross things happened. set of episodes today the like pulling out the rib was really gross Ew. um all of like jonathan being like simmering in whatever like tank that he's in being kept at a no slow skin, boil you boil know a slow boil just no skin simmering yeah. in a tank waiting to be yeah. resurrected watching lilith like burn him mm. was pretty gross all the people who got burned at the stake at the beginning oh yeah that was gross uh valentine being a zombie being a zombie getting stabbed in the neck pulling out his oh. own arrow you literally couldn't watch that. i didn't i, I turned away <laughs> i had to watch that so i could bear witness it was messed like, up. Like, everything about these two episodes was so gross. Uh-huh. But the thing that got Anne was the creepy demons bursting out of people's chests. Yeah. Chest bursters. That's what gets me. It was not good. It did not look pleasant at no. all. But basically where we're left is Alec is on the brink of death. Magnus has no magic. Jace has been brought back from Lilith's possession. He's but he a thinks broken Clary man. is dead, so that's not going to be He's good for broken. him. Simon also thinks Clary is dead. That's not going to be mm-hmm. good for him either. It's and he almost place. ate his sister. That's not great. Lilith is gone, so we're going to need a new big bad for next season. I think Jonathan's out there. He's got Clary. Yeah. Nobody knows she's alive. Yeah, because that was one of the last things we saw was John- Jonathan's arm grabbed Clary. Mm-hmm. Uh before the explosion yeah, happened. Yeah, and it's so. like their existence is linked, and I think it's a Harry Potter Voldemort thing. Oh, it was such a Harry Potter... Like, that entire ritual, like, the bone the, of the yeah, father yeah. and it's the... It's lifted from book four. Cassandra. Whatever. I would say, like, 
we expected more from you, but no, we didn't. We didn't. We really <laughs> didn't expect more from you at all. Um, nothing's really going on with Izzy, except we found out her and Hot Doctor... Oh, they broke up. They didn't get a th- no longer no second date. That was a bummer. That was a lead up to nothing. Yeah. It looks like Luke and... Um, Oh my gosh, what's her name? The mom. Um, Mavis? No. <laughs> Maris. Maris. Yeah, Maris. there you go. Luke and Maris, it looks like, are right on the brink of something romantic happening. I don't know. That's kind of where we're left, right? A lot of the clave is dead because oh, yeah. zombie Valentine killed them. Also, all the rest of those circle of members are free now, so that's oh, probably yeah. going to be a thing. They're going to let them out. Yeah, and they're already rejoined up with Valentine, and then that ended up not happening because he got remurdered. Who knows? They'll maybe they'll maybe ally themselves behind Jonathan. Maybe. Ew! I hope we don't have to deal with Jonathan again. We're definitely going to have to. Ugh, that sucks. Maybe they'll they'll probably recast him though. Oh, so he's not Sebastian anymore? That's what I think. Hmm. I guess we'll find out. I don't know. Yeah, it's always there's always room for a new hot face on a CW show. Preform. Fuck. There's always... <laughs> there's always room for a new hot face on a freeform show. There you go. Uh, yeah, I guess we're kind of waiting until probably winter of 2019. Can't wait. Wait, winter of 2019 or winter... Like early winter like january I, yeah because didn't the season start in yeah i was like oh my god if i have to wait till the end of 2019 no 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 i think it'll start like next yeah next year early next year love this show um can't wait it's so good but in the meantime we have the originals to hold us over hell yeah which is flawless as always mm-hmm. do we have any other thoughts about the shadow hunters finale I like the sweet moment between uh, Magnus and Alec as Magnus is like sending himself to hell to meet up with his dad. And they just like, they do the thing where they grab each other's like necks, which like Jason and Alec always do when they hug. I'm like, this is a very intimate bro hug. But this time the neck grabbing ended in kissing. And I thought that was nice. Shadowhunters are big neck grabbers. That's one of the rules on our drinking game that we've never actually formally played <laughs> is you have to drink every time there's a neck grab. Yeah. Or any time that, that Izzy's tit tattoo moves up or down they really need to pick (laughs) like season one we were able to blame it on the makeup intern but Uh at this point like i think they're just doing it as different every time it's different every time yep just like floats (laughs) along her chest depending on how they're feeling that day yeah yeah whatever who knows oh and then luke like formally left his pack because his pack well, first he fucked up by saying, you guys all have to come save Clary with me. And yeah. they were like, fuck no. Yeah, like, we don't know her. And then the guy was like, if you leave, like, you're never coming back. Like, you're never going to be the alpha of this pack. And I was like, I feel like there's a happy medium between we're not going to help you and you have to be gone forever. Like, Yeah. Hmm. But, I mean, I guess that's not... Maybe they just wanted a swift way to write off a bunch of werewolf characters that they weren't going to do anything with. I mean, fair enough. That was a point I made to Anne at some point is that they've had a really hard time this season keeping up with a lot of their uh, like secondary characters. Yeah. Like Raphael has floated in mm-hmm. and out. Hot Doctor floated in and out. Crazy Vampire yeah. Girl floated in and out. Um, so It's if- like I forgot who she was but time between episodes. Yeah. So they had so much going on with the core cast and with what they were trying to do that 
a lot of characters kind of fell through the cracks, which was unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Lilith, Lilith needed a lot of screen time. Yeah, I guess. So, and Owl Jace. Dramatic. What Thank a dramatic God he's pair. gone. Owl Jace was the worst. Yeah. It says, blech. Anyway, that was the Shadows. That was the Shadowhunters finale. So, our game this week, because I asked Anne earlier tonight, I was like, what happened this week? And everything she said was terrible. Awful, awful things. So... Except for Ireland voting to overturn their abortion ban. Good job again, Ireland. that was great. Good job. Uh, But that doesn't really bring forth public figures for us to work with. No, I don't know any Irish, like, political organizers. So what we're going to do instead is talk about the four coaches of The Voice because the finale was this week and we love The Voice. Mm -hmm. So we have Adam Levine, we have Mm -hmm. Blake Shelton, we have Alicia Keys, and we have Kelly Clarkson. Mm -hmm. And we're going to pick who their favorite Shadowhunters characters are. Excellent. Where do you want to start? I'll start with Adam Levine. I'll go in alphabetical order. Okay. Bye. You know what? Let's go. Let's. Yeah, it's in alphabetical order the way they sit too, right? No, 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 it's not. Okay, so let's do it. Like, in the order of left which to they right, say. in the so, which in the order of which Adam, they Adam, Alicia, Kelly, Blake. Yes. Okay. Adam. I feel like he's a Jace guy. Oh, he's such a Jace guy. Cause he's like, yeah, he's like, all all about like the fashion and like antagonizing Blake and um, sass. But it's not all bravado. Like, there's some heart there. And I think that melts well with Jace. Adam Levine thinks he's, like, way more, like, I don't know, like, cool than he is. Mm-hmm. I, for some reason on The Voice, Adam Levine gets cast as, like, the rocker guy. But it's like, no, you're on top 40. Yeah. And that feels like exactly... Jace, like Jace thinks he's this really, <laughs> he thinks he's you rock know, and roll, but yeah, he's pop. but he's really pop. Isn't that right? <laughs> that's so right. That's correct. Uh, so that's my, that's my, yeah, my thinking on Adam. Okay. What about Alicia? We Keys? move on to Alicia. That she's, one's harder. Yeah, she's like very emotion forward. Yeah. And very calm. And so good at what she does. Yes. Yes. I have kind of a weird thought. What's your weird thought? What if Alicia's Clary's mom? Oh, Clary's mom. We don't, we haven't. It's Jocelyn We didn't Fairchild. unfortunately get to see a lot of Clary's mom because she was kidnapped and then she was dead. Yeah. But I feel like she had that steady presence and that nurturing side and that like I would do anything for you including drink poison and mm, float mm-hmm. around in Chernobyl for yeah weeks and yeah. weeks and weeks um because I feel like most of the shadow hunters are so reactive mhm I don't know how do you feel about that do you think there's someone who's a better fit I think Alicia has all, like, the power and presence and, like, earthiness of the Sealy Queen, mm. but she's not a bitch the way the Sealy Queen yeah. is. I can't see that. Yeah. 
So that's tough. And so that makes me think it's not the right choice. I think she would enjoy Maya's character. Mm-hmm. Because Maya's been through like tough times and she's experienced growth and learning and we actually yeah. saw a lot of that this season when she was kind of like faced with literally her demons right. um where her ex-boyfriend who turned her into a werewolf shows up all of a sudden and just to reckon with that but maya's also very she's like a hot-headed girl she's though so and that's not alicia either hot-headed and so like th- i think that's her youth Like, Mm -hmm. she's obviously still working through a ton of stuff and has that, like, rebellious teenage girl thing going for her a little bit. Mm Mm-hmm. I can't think of anyone else. Mm. I mean, I think you could, like, mash up a bunch of different characters... But in terms of overall, I think my vote is Jocelyn. I think that makes the most sense. I'm disappointed we didn't get to see enough of Jocelyn for me to feel confident in that. Because she didn't die as early in the books. Yeah, but I think that that works. Especially thinking of like the way Jocelyn was in the horrible, horrible movie. She was like a bit more of an active character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So from Alicia, we move on to Kelly. Kelly's... I feel like Kelly just is Team Clary 100% of the way. I was going to say Team Izzy, too. Mm. Interesting. Why Izzy? I think because I, de- I definitely see the Clary thing in the emotional response and the compassion and all of that. But I feel like Izzy also has all of that. Mm-hmm. But in a more, oh my gosh, how do I describe this? In like a more polished way, like she, Clary is such a new shadow hunter, right? Like everything's just like bubbling up off Mm -hmm. the surface. Whereas I feel like Izzy has so many of the same characteristics as Clary, but has so much more experience. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's something... Kelly can understand having been in the business and the industry as long as she has. Yeah, yeah. She has this, like, forethought that she wouldn't have had mm-hmm. when she was starting. So voice coach Kelly mm-hmm. is drawn to Izzy. Mm-hmm. But, like, behind these hazel eyes, Kelly, it's is Clary. Clary. I like that. Does that make sense? It I makes think total it makes sense. sense. Yeah. Because they are so similar in so many different ways. They just have that experience gap. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, but that's why they get along so well, I think. Mm-hmm. They're both so pure-hearted. Um, okay. Blake, Blake Shelton. Shelton. People's sexiest men alive. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's... I feel like he's you just gotta say... enjoy the werewolf characters oh, because okay. Okay. werewolves on TV are always like wearing freaking flannel and it's kind of like a masculine <laughs> culture. <laughs> and so I think, I think Blake would have to go Is with he a Luke. Luke. Yeah. Is he a Luke? I thought you were going to say Simon and I was going to no. say Anne only says Simon for people she no. hates. <laughs> no, I think I he would, Luke. he would say that Adam is Simon. Oh, I but see Adam that. is definitely Jace. He's definitely Jace, yeah. Or Adam thinks he's Jace, but 
<laughs> is maybe more Simon. Maybe. But the point is the character they're drawn to, not the character they are. That's true. That's the one that they like the most. Um, I see, I definitely see Luke as this, like, steady father figure, not actual father. Mm-hmm. Um. Luke is the most likely to call somebody sis, maybe. Out of all of the people we're I talking I can't imagine about. anyone else doing it, so I think that's probably right. <laughs> well, Magnus might, actually, now that I think about no, it. No, he says cupcake and biscuit. Oh, yeah. He comes up with sweet pea. other things. He doesn't say sis. That would be so <laughs> weird. He's a big fan of the terms of endearment. Yeah. Um. I love biscuit. It's so <laughs> cute. No, I to- I totally see Lucas like that steady, strong presence. Mm-hmm. The only thing we haven't seen of Luke really in a long time is his kind of silly side, but that's because life has really sucked for Luke for yeah. a really long time. Yeah. But I feel like he has it. It's oh, somewhere there. Oh, for sure. We'll see it again sometime soon. But I definitely, that makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. I see it. We did it. So, in case you were wondering, <laughs> there's the analysis. Ta-da! You're welcome. Well, what a time. Any last thoughts? Watch Shadowhunters. It's great. And listen also, to Sean Mendes' new album. And also Superstore. And listen to Sean and Charlie. Mm-hmm. And tweet at us. At Vodka Lem Stand. That's the one. L-E-M. Find us online at vodkalemonadestand.com. Uh, let us know what you want to hear about, what we should watch, what you should watch, uh, ideas, things like that. We have some exciting stuff coming up. We're mm-hmm. going to do a rewatch of a truly terrible <laughs> movie from God knows when, starring at least one Oscar nominated actor. Yeah, yeah, accurate. Um, and definitely some other stuff. Yeah. There's stuff coming. More guests. It's going to be great. More guests. Gotta love those guests. It's it's going to be great. It's going to be great content. Buckle up, friends. Can't wait for you to hear. Mm-mm. So thank you for sticking with us through this kind of... Bye, Fridge. Random... <laughs> A random episode. We just really wanted to watch Shadowhunters, so we didn't have time to prep for anything else. Fine. We love Shadowhunters, and so do you now. Okay. Cheers. Cheers.